0: Have you ever been to church and heard words you didn't understand? And maybe you just didn't have anybody clearly teach you what those words meant. In this episode of the American Christian Podcast, we're gonna dissect part two of this two-part series on 10 words that every Christian should know and be able to explain. What's up everybody, my name is Joseph Oster, producer and host of the American Christian Podcast, where I answer questions about the Christian faith from a biblical perspective as a pastor and a follower of Jesus Christ. If you'll watch all the way to the end of this video, or if you're listening to the audio podcast, if you'll listen all the way to the end, I'd love to give you a resource that I think would better help you understand some of these words that we're talking about today. If you find this podcast useful, would you consider subscribing and also hit that bell notification so you can be notified of any new releases. Let's get started. In part one of this two-part series, we covered the words, faith, Grace, salvation, law, and gospel. If you missed that teaching, feel free to go back and watch it so it can catch you up. And we're going to go ahead and dive into number six. The first word we're going to talk about today is righteousness. You know, mankind at large thinks that God is satisfied with goodness. But I want to tell you today that God's standard has never been goodness. God's standard has always been perfection. According to Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, the scripture says, for all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. That's an archer's term that means we've missed the mark, we've missed the bullseye. The bullseye is God's standard of perfection and we have missed that. And because all of us have sinned and because we've missed his mark, we are not right with him or we are not righteous. This is exactly why we needed Jesus Christ to come and be the substitute for our sin so that we could be righteous. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, it says, For he who knew no sin, that's Jesus, became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So righteousness literally means to be made right with God, and we can only do that through the person and work of Jesus Christ. The next word we need to cover is justification. I want to read Romans chapter five and verse one that says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know that word justification means to be rendered innocent or to be found not guilty. You know, some of my favorite television shows are those that have courtroom scenes I love Law & Order Special Victims Unit. I love the original Law & Order, and boy, that's starting to date me, isn't it? Show how old I really am. But I love those original Law & Orders. And you know, one of my top five movies of all time is A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. You remember that scene where they're in there, says, you want the truth? Yeah, you can't handle the truth. (laughs) Well, I'm no Jack Nicholson, and I'm no Tom Cruise. But I want to tell you, I love that movie and I love those types of movies. You know, the word justification is a a legal word. And again, it means to render innocent or to be found not guilty. Even though we've done sinful things and have messed up along the way, Jesus came and took away our guilt, our shame, our condemnation, the wrath of God and the negative judgment of God and has rendered us innocent and we've been found not guilty. The next word is propitiation. Now, that seems like a long word, but I want to read 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2. This is what it says. My little children, these things I write to you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the, here it is, propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. That word propitiation literally means appeasement or to appease or to satisfy or to be satisfied Romans 3:24 and 25 read like this being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God because God is holy and His standard is perfection, and we have all sinned, God can't just overlook our sin. No good judge would ever do that. We needed Jesus to come, and He did. Jesus became the propitiation, or the appeasement, or the satisfaction for God's righteous demand of perfection. Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament prophesied some 700 years before crucifixion was ever invented about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and how it all would go down. In Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 11, it's one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. It says, For he, God, shall see the travail of his soul or anguish of his soul, that's Jesus, and shall be satisfied. That literally means that God saw the work of Jesus Christ, his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, his suffering, and his taking on himself the sin of the whole world and the and God and God is satisfied with the work that Jesus has done that's propitiation the next word is imputation seems like a big word but the word imputation literally means to credit to one's account there was a great transfer that took place when Jesus came and died on the cross and we placed faith in him in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 it says For he who knew no sin, that's Jesus, became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The first transfer was on Jesus Christ. That verse literally said, For he who knew no sin became sin. That's the transfer. Our sin was placed on Jesus Christ or our sin was imputed to Jesus Christ. He took our negative judgment. He took our wrath. He took the condemnation of God for our sins. It was imputed upon Him. Then that verse says, He who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. The second transfer that took place is when we place faith in Christ, Christ's righteousness and perfection are credited to our account. Isn't that good? That means Christ's righteousness and holiness is imputed to us. I tell our people all the time in our congregation at church, I always say that we got the better end of the deal, didn't we? We sure did. Christ got our sin and our guilt and our shame and willingly took it upon himself because he loved us so much. And we in turn, by faith, receive his righteousness and holiness and will fulfill the perfect standard that God has not because of anything we've done, but by simple faith in Jesus Christ. Before we dive into that last word, I do want to share with you a great resource. I mentioned this in part one. It's a book entitled 52 Words Every Christian Should Know, and it's written by Kendall Easley. Mr. Easley has noticed a lot of young people as they come into college and seminary who don't know basic words of the Christian faith. Also, there's been people who sit in churches for decades and don't know words that they should know as believers in Jesus Christ. He wrote this book to give definitions to 52 common words that every Christian should know, and there's also an article for each one that helps get a better understanding of what those words mean. If you'd like a copy of the book, you can visit www.americanchristianpodcast.com and scroll all the way to the bottom and click on the book cover link. As a matter of transparency, I do want to let you know that that is an affiliate link. So while it doesn't cost you anything extra, it does give me a little kickback for each copy of the book sold. And of course, all the monies that come in go back to further the ministry of the American Christian Podcast. If you'd be interested in partnering with the American Christian Podcast, visit www.americanchristianpodcast.com and you can click on the donate button in the upper right hand portion of the page. The last and final word that we want to talk about in this series is sanctification. You know, the Bible says that when we place faith in Christ, we are sanctified, or in other words, we are set apart for the work of Jesus Christ. Now, positionally, the Bible tells us that when we place faith in the work of Jesus, that we are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, and that we are seated in the heavenlies. We are positioned with Christ in the heavenlies. But we still have to live on this earth, don't we? We still struggle with sin. And so this is an ever-changing process of growth and maturity in continuing to be set apart for the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read John chapter 17, verse 18 and 19. Jesus is talking here. He says, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so I also sent them into the world, that's us, And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Did you know that we ought to be striving for righteousness and holiness? We ought to be striving to be set apart, to be in this world, but not of this world. And that sanctification is a process that will keep going from now until either Jesus returns or he calls us home. It literally means that every Christian should be striving to live a holy life, and to be more pleasing to the Lord today than we were yesterday, have less sin in our lives tomorrow than we did today. Why? Because we're grateful and thankful for all that the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Well, there you have it, 10 words that every Christian should know and be able to explain. And I hope that this has given you some insight into those words so that you can better understand them. And of course, I'd love to hear your comments or your questions or your thoughts on any of this. You can visit us on social media and like, friend, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The American Christian Podcast. Of course, you can drop me a line by email as well, the Podcast at gmail.com. Before I leave you today, let me remind you of 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 that tells us, Be sober and be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Until next time, God bless you.